of him all across this building. Let's worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you glory today, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Would you lift up your hands in this house and let's magnify Jesus. Come on, it feels good in his presence here today. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you've never left us. You never forsook us, God. But you are there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we give you great praise and glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. One more time, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. It is so good to be back home. And uh, we were off in Florida preaching for my father-in-law and for uh, Brother Rowley over there in Orlando. And uh, we had great church. God moved in a mighty way. Um, but I'm thankful that even while we're gone and everything like that, uh, but I was able to be in E-Church and be with everybody here. And uh, man, tell you what, Brother Keithley preached. He didn't even know what I taught and preached on Wednesday, but he preached a word about the word. Hallelujah. And then Brother Diaz did an awesome job preaching. He doesn't even know what I felt to preach here this morning or this afternoon. And uh, I'm going to do my best to deliver it, but you were in the Holy Ghost. And uh, thankful for all those that just step up and step in and, and all of that good stuff. But I also want to say it's good to have all our guests and visitors in the house of the Lord. Let's give them a good welcome. Amen. And then also, it's good to have many that have been out uh, due to just uh, sickness and other, other unforeseen circumstances. Good to have them in the house of the Lord again with us in Jesus' name. Church, this ain't the same without you. And uh, we just love having everybody back in the house of the Lord. And uh, also, good to have Brother Gabriel. I heard I was there online. I didn't see in person, but I heard you were online. You were here in church last week, but it's good to have you home. We love you. And hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, the book of Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, let's continue to keep uh, the Mansour family and the Chin family in our prayers. Uh, please, uh, if you've ever lost a loved one, um, it's not ever a good idea to say, I know what you're going through. Because the truth is, you don't. And I've been there, and I've been on the receiving end of that. And, uh, and, and at the same time, when somebody's going through a lot of emotions, the best thing you can do is give them some space, tell them you love them, give them some prayers, and uh, lift them up. And everybody said amen. Just a little point of order for somebody. And uh, just, just love people, and let people have time to grieve, and, and uh, just be there, and be their friend, and be their family. Uh, when, when they are going through it, and just love them together in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. The Bible says this, what we are getting ready to celebrate this week. The incarnation of Jesus Christ. God manifested in the flesh. Not a piece of God or a part of God, but God Almighty, all by himself. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Why are you going to call him Jesus? For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son 
and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And the Bible says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And I want to preach to us on this Christmas weekend service. Call him Jesus. Call him Jesus. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray. I believe that God has a word for us here today. I believe that God wants to speak to each and every heart, to every mind, to every life. Man, whether you are visiting, whether you are a saint in this church, I believe that God wants to bring a word to us. Hallelujah, Lord, we love you, we thank you. We pray, God, that you'd speak to us, open our minds and our hearts, God, to receive this word and to change our perception of you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Call him Jesus. What is in a name? Today, there are books upon books of baby boy names and baby girl names. And if you run out of those, you can always hop on Google and you can search what is the most trending name. Um, please stop naming your children Michael. We've got enough of them. And uh, just kidding, I love all the Mikes and Michaels and Micahs and Mikeys. Uh, but, but there are many names. Maybe you are uh, an Elon Musk and you want to throw some numbers in there. You certainly can. Uh, but there's, there's a lot going into a name, uh, more so than what our generation has done. Biblical times, uh, people would use names and the names would have meaning. It might be something that they were going through at that very season. You might remember that uh, when, when, when Rachel was dying, she tried to name her son Benomi which means the son of my sorrow. And the father came by and said, no, we're going to call him Benjamin, which means the son of my power, the son of my right hand. Because Jacob understood what it was to live a life with a name that meant heel grabber, liar, cheater, deceiver, and to have that tag over his life. And, and, and when people would call the name, they knew exactly what they were saying. We preach often uh, about Blind Bartimaeus, well, Bar in, Jew, in, in, Hebrew, in Hebrew is basically son of. And so it's letting you know that he was just the son of his father. And, and he went by, as we would call them, Wes Jr., Wes III, Wes IV. Uh, please don't do that to your kids either. Uh, we don't need another 50 of, they're not going to rule a nation, King Henry VIII over there. But, uh, but there, there are many of those different things. People would look at them and they knew by calling them by name. They almost knew what to expect. I could say the word Nike or the name Nike, and immediately people think of shoes. I could go and I could talk about haagen for the rest of us, and we think of ice cream, uh, Ben and Jerry's for some others. But uh, immediately when I stay, say the name, there's something that comes by that, that, that it, it invokes certain emotions, certain memories, certain thoughts. And when God decided to manifest himself in the flesh, he knew that people were going to use this name, whether for good or for evil. And 
He made the determination that you are to call my name when I come to earth, when I manifest myself in the flesh. You are to call my name Jesus. Now, the biblical model is uh, said that she's going to bring forth a son, and, and the prophetic uh, terms were that you are to call his name Emmanuel, which when I first got saved, it always confused me why we don't baptize people in the name of Emmanuel and why we call him Jesus and why they named him Jesus and not Emmanuel. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later here today. But Emmanuel is not so much a name, but it is a verb. It is letting you know what happens when you invoke the name of Jesus. For Emmanuel means that God is with us. And when you call on the name of Jesus, I want you to know what's happening. You are invoking everything that God was, everything that God is, and everything that God will be. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And you are bringing God down with you. You are bringing heaven to earth. Amen. But I thought to myself as I first got say, why is it that they called him Jesus? And why wasn't it that he came down in all the names and all of the glory in which he held in the Old Testament? If you were to look in the Old Testament, you would find that there are, uh, there are many names for God. But there are 16 major names to list them and to go through them very shortly. I might preach on them individually at another time. But uh, one of the names of God in the Old Testament was El Shaddai which means all-sufficient one, Lord God Almighty. El Shaddai occurs seven times in the Old Testament. But yet, when Jesus was born, they didn't call him El Shaddai. This refers to God completely nourishing, satisfying, and supplying his people with all their needs as a mother would to her child. This, in turn, lets us know that God freely gives nourishment and blessing and that he is our sustainer. Another name for God was El Elyon, which means the Most High God. It occurs 28 times in the Old Testament. It expresses the extreme sovereignty and majesty of God and his highest preeminence. When the two words are combined, it can literally translate out the most exalted God. And yet, they did not name Jesus El Elyon. There was the name Adonai, which is used in the Bible 434 times, which literally means Lord and Master. And yet when Jesus was born, they didn't call him Adonai. Then there's the most famous and most used one. It is Yahweh or Jehovah as we might pronounce it in English. Uh, it means Lord in the capital L sense. It is used in the Bible 6,519 times. Yahweh is the Old Testament name of God. This is the name of God by the Jewish tradition that they thought was too holy, that they were afraid they would take the name of God in vain. And so we don't really know what that name was because when they wrote it down, they just wrote it Y-H-W-H without any vowels so that nobody could by mistake Amen. Call on the name of God with, without realizing what they were doing and take the name of the Lord in vain. Uh, in, in Hebrew, it would be yud Hey vai Hey, and, 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 and this is how we would then pronounce it, Jehovah. And, and when you look at it, 
Yahweh is, is more than just a word or just a name, but when you breathe, you are breathing in and you are breathing out Yahweh. And that's why we would look and we would say, let everything that hath breath praise Yahweh. When you breathe in and when you breathe out. It was how they were to pronounce as best they could. And yet when Jesus was born, they did not call him Jehovah. Another name is Jehovah Nisi. We can get into all the Jehovahistic names. Which means the Lord is my banner. The Lord is my miracle. This is used in the Old Testament only one time in Exodus chapter 17 and verse 15. After God brought Moses and Israel a victory over the Amalekites, they were losing until somebody came around and helped lift up the hands of Moses. And Moses recognized that it was the Lord that was Israel's banner. And it was under that name and under that banner in which they had achieved victory. And he built an altar to Jehovah Nisi. And that would be a translation that if, if the soldiers were ever feeling discouraged, they could look up towards that banner and realize the symbol in which they are fighting for. They are not fighting for themselves, but they are fighting for the Lord, their banner. And if they ever felt discouraged, they could be reminded that it is for that name, it is for that God that we are fighting and he is fighting for us. Amen. This is what God is to us. He is a banner of encouragement. He is a banner of hope. He is the focal point of everything we are and everything we do. When we go to our jobs, we carry the banner of Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. When we feel like we're losing and God makes a way where there seems to be no way, He is the Lord, Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my miracle. The Lord is, as we sing, my way maker, my miracle worker. Somebody give Him praise for just a moment. And yet, when Jesus was born, they did not call him Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Ra, this is used one time. The Lord is my shepherd. We just got done singing about it. Psalms 23. Powerful. We don't have time to talk about it, but powerful that, that David created a new name for God in the way that his relationship was with God. But as a shepherd who feeds his flock or his pasture, Amen. It is translated out a friend or a companion. This indicates the intimacy God desires between himself and his people. God never got mad that David called him his shepherd. It can be translated out the Lord is my shepherd. It can also be translated out the Lord is my friend. And yet when Jesus was born, they did not call him Jehovah Ra. Another one is Jehovah Rapha. Amen, I think that's a great name. The Lord who heals. Don't ever forget it, that God still has the ability to heal. Hallelujah. I know there's sickness. I know there's death. But none of that should dissuade us. None of that should separate us from the revelation that God is still a healer. He is still Jehovah Rapha. He is still the Lord that heals. Rapha means to restore, to heal, to make healthy 
Jehovah is the great physician who heals the physical and emotional needs of his people. And yet, though Jesus performed many miracles, and though Jesus healed many sickness, amen, the Bible, when Jesus was born, they did not name him Jehovah Rapha. Number eight, Jehovah Shammah. This is a good one for somebody that feels all by themselves. Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is there. It appears only once in Ezekiel. Jehovah Shammah is a symbolic name for is, is, is a symbolic name for earthly Jerusalem. The name indicates that God has not abandoned Jerusalem, leaving it in ruins, but that one day there will be a restoration. And God wanted his people to know something about himself, that even when it looks its worst, even when everything is falling apart, even when everything is in ruins, I am the God that is still there. Can I help you here today? We're going somewhere. We're going to call his name Jesus before it's all said and done. But I want to remind somebody about your God. Amen. He is the Lord that is there. He was there. He is there. And he will be there. Well, I'm busted. That's all right. He's there. Well, I don't know if I feel him right now. He's there. And you don't know what's going on, but he's there. And he's the Lord that will not leave you. He's the Lord that will not forsake you. And yet when Jesus was born, they did not name him Jehovah Shammah. Number nine, Jehovah Sidkenu. Name your kid that, Sidkenu. I like that. The Lord, our righteousness, it appears two times. And it is the Lord that helps us and makes us righteous. Amen. It is the Lord who we do not rest in our righteousness, but we rest in his righteousness. And the Bible says of Jesus that he, he did not sin. He was tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. And yet when he was born, they did not name him Jehovah Sidkenu. Number 10, amen, Jehovah uh, Mikadesh, which means the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes you holy. Not only does God make you righteous, but God makes you holy. Amen. Sanctification is the separation of an object or a person to the dedication of the holy. Amen. This is literally translated out the Lord who sets you apart. And you better believe that after Jesus came, amen, the Bible says that we are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. Come on, somebody. And although he did all those things when Jesus was born, they did not name him Jehovah Mikadesh. Number 11, El Olam, which means the everlasting God, the God of eternity, the God of the universe, the God of the ancient of days. Amen. This is used only one time amen, in the Bible. This, I'm sorry, this is used one time in Genesis and used other times throughout the rest of the Old Testament. And I want you to know that he is, in fact, the everlasting God. He is the God of eternity. For Jesus Christ came that we might have life and life more abundantly, that we would not perish but that we might have eternal life. And yet when Jesus was born, they did not name him El Olam. Hallelujah. Number 12, one of the most used ones in the Old Testament, Elohim. It is used over 2,000 times, and it simply means God. It means judge. It means creator. Amen. And although, amen, Jesus is God, Jesus is judge, Jesus is creator, they did not name him Elohim. Elohim. 
Number 13, Kana, which is used only, amen, six times in the Old Testament. It simply means jealous or zealous. Amen. It shows, amen, the relationship that God has with his people. It is related like a marital relationship. God is depicted as Israel's husband. He is a jealous husband, if you will. He is a jealous God, wanting all of our praise for himself and for no one else. Amen. For the Bible would say that I, the Lord, am a jealous God. I am Kana. He was letting his people know that I will not be second. I will not be third. I will not be fourth. And I will not be first of five, first of three. He said, I will be one of one. And although Jesus is a jealous God, they did not name him Kana. Fourteen. Here's one we all like. Jehovah Jireh. Come on, somebody needs to shout in this house. Let me help somebody who's visiting. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Anybody ever been there where you need God to provide? This is only used one time in the Bible, and it's used by Abraham. Amen. It's a symbolic name given to God by Abraham on Mount Moriah when he was in intercession and he was getting ready to slay his son Isaac. And as he lifted up that knife, God came to him and said, don't kill the boy, but there's a ram in the thicket. Amen. There is a substitution. Amen. For the judgment that was going to be on your son. Hallelujah. There was a judgment that was going on your lineage because of your mistakes, because of your sins. Amen. But I want you to know that there is a sacrifice. There is a ram in the thicket. There is a lamb. Can I help somebody out? Amen. There is a substitution. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but can I tell you, amen, that Jesus is Jehovah Jireh. Jesus is your provider. And when you think about it, when you could not save yourself, he said, I will be the ram in the thicket. I will be the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. When there was no provision for your sin, Jesus said, I'll be the provision for your sin. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. And that's a great name. And it would make sense for them to call Jesus Jehovah Jireh. But that's not the name they gave him. Number 15, Jehovah Shalom, which is the Lord is my peace. It occurs only once in Judges chapter 6 and verse 24. Amen. It, that word shalom means to be complete, to be sound. Shalom is translated as peace or absence from strife. Jehovah Shalom is the name of the altar built by Gideon in Ophrah. And what he was saying is the Lord is the one that makes you complete. The Lord is the one that can make your mind sound. The Lord is the one that can bring a peace that passes all understanding. I hope I'm connecting. Amen. It's going to all connect in a moment. Amen. But when Jesus was born, amen, although the Bible prophesied that unto you this day, amen, a child is born and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. When they called his name, they didn't call him Jehovah. Shalom, they called him Jesus. And finally, Jehovah Sabaoth, which means the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers. It's used 285 times. It can translate out as the Lord of armies. In case anybody thinks God's a weakling, he's the Lord of armies. Amen. This, this name denotes his universal sovereignty over every army. Amen. Both spiritual and earthly. 
God's got his hand in everything. And he is the Lord of hosts. He is the God that fights for you. Hallelujah. He is the God that fights for you. He is the God that will go to war for you. Amen. He won't sit back and let you be lost. But there is a God in heaven that said, I will fight every battle. I'll fight every demon in hell. I'll fight every sin. I'll fight every sickness. I'll fight every obstacle. I'll go to battle. I'll go to war because I am Jehovah Sabaoth. I am the Lord of hosts. I'm the Lord. I got power. And I'm going to use that power, amen, to help you. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. But when Jesus was born, they did not name him Jehovah Sabaoth. And let me just put it here, and then I'm going to preach, and then we'll be done. That was good teaching right there. I got something beautiful. It's called a clock. I'll let you all get to Christmas. But you know, hey, I preached three services last time, so I'm preaching one. I'm just going to preach three in one. How about that? There's the three in one we have in the apostolic church. But when you think about a name, when you think about God and all these names that we could put towards him, you've got to be careful because the wrong perception of God could ultimately lead you away from God. Because as we learn just from 16 names, and there's more that can be said about God than these 16 names. He is not 16 in one, three in one. He's, a, he's more than infinite in one. Amen. There's more that we have time to talk about. But if you get so caught up on one part of God and one element of God, you will forget about all these other things that he's got available for you. Amen. Some people, they've got the wrong perception of God and they see him as God the judge and all they can think about is I'm not going to church because I don't want anybody to judge me. I don't want God to judge me and I don't want God to look down on me. I've got to help you here today. You only know God through one facet. Amen. But I want to help somebody here today. God is just and God is a judge but there's another side of God. God is merciful. God is long suffering not willing that any should perish but that all not some, not a few, not the rich, not the poor, not just those that got it made up. No, he said that all should come to repentance. Somebody clap your hands and give him praise. He asked the question. He said Jesus was on the scene. He said, who do men say that I am? They said, one says you're Elijah. One says you're John the Baptist or one of the other prophets. Yeah, Jesus wanted to know what the public opinion was, not because he was going to base who he was off the public opinion. He knew who he was. He knew his identity. They called him Jesus. But these other people said, maybe you're a prophet. Maybe you're just another religious individual. Amen. Our world wants to say of Jesus, they don't want to call him Jesus. They want to call him, amen, an intellect. They want to call him somebody that was dying as a martyr for a cause that he would never see come to fruition. Some would like to call him, amen, a prophet or some other religious, amen, uh, some other religious or pious individual. He had good concepts. He had good ideas. And they'll call him everything, but they don't want to call him Jesus. They're scared of that word. And he says, who do you say that I am? Peter said, I know who you are. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. 
said, you're Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Amen. I want to tell you why you're blessed. Because you don't just see me through one facet or one element. You just don't see one portion. But you got the right revelation of who I am. Amen. And I'm going to bring it home to Christmas here in a moment. Amen. But I want to help you here today. Jesus is not just another prophet. He's not just another religious figure. He's not just a historic figure. He's not just an intellect. He didn't just have good ideas. He does not fit with Gandhi. He does not fit with Muhammad. He does not fit with other people. Amen. I want to tell you who Jesus fits in. He fits in his own category because you can call him Jesus. When you don't know how to box him, let him out of the box and call him Jesus. When you don't know, amen, all that he is, just put him in his own category. He's Jesus. See, here's the danger. If you see him as a prophet, all you will see him is, is through that lens. You'll only see him when you need a prophecy. If you see him, amen, as, as the Lord of hosts, you'll only need him when you're in a battle. If you see him as Jehovah Shalom, you will only come to him when you are in a time of war and you need some peace. When you need healing in your body, you will only come to him, amen, as a healer. And there's a lot of people that followed him as a provider for the fish and the loaves. A lot of people that followed him because of the miracles, he was a miracle worker. A lot of people that followed him for healing because they were sick, amen. But if you got the wrong perception of who God is, you'll only follow him in those times. But when you call him Jesus, everything begins to change. The wrong perception of God can lead you away from God. If you think to yourself, he's mean, he's judgmental, he's trying to hurt me, he's trying to change me, so on and so forth. You fall into the category of Adam who sinned and then hid in fear, amen, afraid that God was going to hurt him. Although there is no biblical precedent that God was going to hurt him or that God was going to judge him. The way he saw God after his failure, and you got to be careful, you don't see God through your mistakes and through your deficiencies and through your failures, amen, no matter how bad you fail, I came to preach to you, call him Jesus. Well, I call him judge. I call him harsh. I call him mean. No, it doesn't matter what mistakes you made. I came to preach to you on this Christmas, amen, Sunday. Call him Jesus. Make it up in your mind. I might have made mistakes, but I'm going to determine in my mind. He is Jesus to me. He was Jesus to me, and he will always. You can call him all sorts of things, good, bad, and different. You can call him a judge. You can call him a tyrant. You can call him a king. You can call him master. You can call him provider. You can call him deliverer. You can call him healer. You can call him all sorts of things. Amen. But you've got to change your perspective of God today and let it not be so narrow, but broaden it out. Amen. And begin in your spirit to make it up in your mind. When I think of God, amen, I'm going to call him Jesus. Because when God said I want to be, amen, I'm going to be born of a virgin. I'm not going to send a part of me, a piece of me, I myself will become their salvation. This is why I don't believe in a fictitious trinity. It's nowhere in the Bible. You look it up, amen, I'll give you $1,000 if you can show me anywhere in the Bible. Amen, but it's not there. Amen, to say that God would send somebody else. No, my Bible says in Isaiah 12 and 2, behold, God is my salvation. 
Not a piece of God is my salvation. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. This is a prophecy that one day there's going to be a virgin that is going to give birth to a child. And you're going to call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when the angel showed up and said, name him, they didn't say, name him, Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah. Rafa, Jehovah said canoe, Adonai, no. They said when you name him, you got to name him right according to this prophecy. The Lord Jehovah has become my salvation. You want to know what that word is? It's the name Jesus. It's the name Jesus. And he was saying when you call him, when you call him by name, call him the way that he wants to be known to the lost and dying world. I'm not here to be your judge. I'm here to be your salvation. The name Jesus literally means God is my salvation. Look it up. You look at that verse right there. And you'll see the name Yeshua, which would be the Hebrew translation of Jesus. Don't get twisted on that whole, you, you didn't baptize me in the name of Yeshua. Jesus, Jesus, Yeshua, all the same. At the end of the day, what we are invoking, we are invoking the name that is above every name. And when God got ready to come to earth, amen, and to be born of a woman, he said, I want, I want people to see me correctly. I want people to know, amen, that I'm not, he said, I came not to the world to condemn the world. Yes, God is a judge, and yes, God is just, and yes, one day there's going to be a white throne judgment, but before you get there, you're going to have to go through this earth. You're going to have to go through this place where we are, and I want you to know when he came to this earth, amen, he said that my grace is going to be sufficient for you. He said, I came not to condemn the world, but that through me the world might have life. He said that I came, amen, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen, talking about the humanity. He said, when I came on earth, I came that they might be able to get eternal life, that they might not be condemned, amen, to hell and to a lost life and a lost eternity. But I came that they might have life and life more abundantly. Mary, you're going to raise this kid. Call him Jesus. You're going to change some diapers. Call him Jesus. You're going to go through birthing pain. Some people don't understand how Jesus comes. Sometimes it's not an easy situation. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's the hardest things in life that bring you to this revelation that you should call him Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, sometimes you've got it all figured out until you go through a painful situation and you realize that you can't save you. Surrender to your salvation, Brother Diaz. Sometimes you go through a hard thing and you realize I can't do this by myself. Amen. And what he says is when that comes forth, you need to go through those seasons and you need to call him Jesus. Don't call your boss Jesus. Don't call your job Jesus. Don't call other things or other people Jesus. Amen. He's trying to hurt me. No. Call him Jesus. He's trying to save you. He's trying to judge me. No. Don't don't do that. Don't call him that. When you call him, call him Jesus. Because what he's trying to do is convict you. What he's trying to do is save you. Amen. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's pray right now.
Somebody needs to change their perspective. When he came on earth, he said, call, call me Jesus. Make sure you come. When you mess up, don't think of me in the wrong terms. Call me Jesus, which means the Lord has become my salvation. And when you mess up, you know I'm going to Jesus because he can save me from this. When you're failing, you can go to Jesus and know that he's going to save you. When you're sinking, you know I can go to Jesus because his name means God is my salvation. I have been guilty of calling other people and other things my Savior. Jesus said, beware of false, false Jesuses and false Christs. And we think they're just people that are going to be political figures. No. Be careful that you don't attribute Jesus to somebody else. That the Lord is your salvation. Don't, I, I've been guilty of calling friends Jesus. And I'm not talking about in word. I'm talking about in deed. Calling friends Savior. Because I thought if I could just have a little moment with my friends, I'd be all right. I've been guilty of calling family Jesus, where my family takes precedence, and I think somehow, some way, my family's going to save me. I've been guilty of calling my pastor Jesus and asking and thinking he's going to be the one to swoop down and be my Savior. I've thought of other preachers as Jesus. I'm not in word again, please understand me, but as indeed. And I thought, they're going to come preach a message, and that's what's going to save me. I thought of my jobs and my career as Jesus, that if I make enough money, if I'm successful enough, if I can, if I can buy that house, if I can own this, if I can do that, uh, that somehow I'll save myself from whatever I came from. I have been guilty of thinking of, of bosses and employers as Jesus, uh, thinking if I could just get another job, that somehow it will save me. I've been sick and thinking, man, hey man, I got nothing wrong with doctors, but there's been times where I thought, you know what, the only person that's going to be able to save me is the doctor, and I made doctors Jesus. Hey man, I know there's people that maybe this is where you might fall into, where you think that politicians are Jesus, that somehow they're going to save you because they're going to come and write some new law or some new rule, and it's going to be your salvation. I know from myself, I have made leaders Jesus and I've called them Jesus and I thought they're going to be my savior they're going to be the way that I get out of this I thought about money as my savior when I thought amen if I just had a little more of that dough I'd be all right I thought about medicine as my savior I thought about possessions as my savior I'm preaching real good I thought about amen can I help I'm going to hit every individual in the building right now I have more than more times than I like to admit called myself Jesus I have thought of myself as Savior, that if I'm going to get out of this, it's going to be by my might and by my power and by my spirit, not understanding in that moment, amen, that some things don't come by my might, some things don't come by my power, some things don't come by my spirit, but they come by his might, they come by his power, and they come by his spirit. Oh, somebody lift up your hands. What are you preaching today? Call him Jesus. Don't call your family Jesus. Don't call your friends Jesus. Don't call your job Jesus. Don't call yourself Jesus. Don't call what you got going on in your world Jesus. Amen. You are not the Savior. What you got going on is not the Savior. But Jesus Christ alone is the Savior of the world. Oh, somebody pray. Let's stand across the building. Let's lift up our hands. Come on, let's pray in this house. Let's pray in this house. Come on, somebody pray.
Come on, as we celebrate Christmas this year, I want to start off right. He gave a gift. That was so great. He came down to heaven from heaven to earth, amen, to become my Savior. Amen. And the only way, the worst way to reject that gift uh, is to say, no, Jesus, I don't need you to be called Jesus. I'll go ahead and take that title. Amen. I'll be Jesus and I'll be my own Savior. He said, I died for you. I love you. I've done all this for you. Please just accept my free gift of salvation. Every individual today, I'm hoping I make it very simple. We need to call him Jesus. This, this, this year has been crazy. And guess what? Next year, we don't know. But I'll tell you what I do know. I'm going to call him Jesus. Well, COVID-19, what about COVID-2021? Who knows? I'm going to call him Jesus. And I'm going to set my eyes towards the hills from whence cometh my help. And I'm going to focus. And when he told Mary, he said, when you call him, amen, I, I want you to call him Jesus. I want to remind somebody here this, this, this afternoon that it was Jesus that saved us from our sins. Amen. It was Jesus that saved us from depression. It was Jesus that saved us from suicidal thoughts. It was Jesus that saved us from addictions. It was Jesus that saved us from every attack of the devil. It was Jesus that saved us from a lost purpose. It was Jesus that saved us from a wasted life. It was Jesus that saved us from situations. I can say this for myself. It was Jesus that saved me from homelessness. It was Jesus that saved me from poverty. It was Jesus that saved me from insecurity. It was... Come on, somebody. I've made it up in my mind. Nobody else is going to be called Jesus. Amen. You can say whatever you want, but as for me and my house, we call him Jesus. God can be a lot of things to you, but to truly have it all, you must first call him Savior. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other Name under heaven given among men whereby we must be. Jesus is the only name. That's why we baptize in Jesus' name. You've been baptized, titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You need to be rebaptized. We'll put you back under that water and we'll say the name of Jesus over you. Amen. And, and, and let me help somebody understand that a little deeper. We don't have that much time. It's been 37 minutes for the clock watchers. But let me help you. Mary, when you call him by name, you call him Jesus. But the prophecy said Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. Again, I said that at the beginning. Emmanuel is a verb, although we could use it as a name as well. Because Emmanuel is what happens when you call on the name of Jesus. The God, Mary, that you've known from your teachings of the Old Testament. Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Jireh, Adonai. When you go down all of these names, when you go down everything you know about God, when you call on the name of Jesus, that God of the Old Testament, everything that you've ever known of God comes to you. When you call on the name of Jesus, El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty, begins to show up. 
We see Jesus say in Revelations 1 and 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Amen. When you call on the name of Jesus, you get El Shaddai. When you call on the name of Jesus, Emmanuel happens. You get El Elyon, which is the Most High God. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ is passed into the heavens. He is our Most High God. When you call on the name of Jesus, you get Adonai. You get the Lord. You get the Master. For the Bible would say of Jesus that we have our Master named Jesus in heaven. When you call on the name of Jesus, you get Yahweh. You get the Lord. You get Jehovah. For the Bible would say that God has made this same Jesus who you crucified. But Lord, Jehovah of the Old Testament and Christ, Messiah of the New Testament, call him Jesus. When you call on the name of Jesus, you get Jehovah Nisi. For the Bible would say, yes, he's your banner. Yes, he's your victory. But my Bible says of Jesus, thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When you call on the name of Jesus, you get Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. For Jesus would say himself, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. When you call on the name and you call him Jesus, you get Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord that heals. For the Bible would say that by his stripes we are healed. When you call him Jesus you get Jehovah Shammah which is the Lord that's there because Jesus would say I'd never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Amen. He said in Matthew lo I am with you even to the end of the world. When you call him Jesus doesn't matter how crazy life gets you can trust that the Lord is there. When you call him Jesus you get Jehovah Sidkenu you get his righteousness when you were not righteous and you were not able. He sanctifies you. He makes you righteous. When you call on the name of Jesus, he's the Lord Mishkadesh, and he makes you holy. He sanctifies you. As the Bible would say of Jesus, that his own blood sanctified us as his people. When you call on the name of Jesus, you get El Olam, which means the everlasting God. For the Bible would say of Jesus that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you call on the name of Jesus, you get Elohim which means, amen, he's God and God Almighty. You get, the Bible would say of Jesus, for in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When you call on Jesus, you get a jealous God that will not sit there while other things are messing with his bride. When you call on Jesus, the Bible says you got to love your wives as Christ loved the church, as he loved his bride, and he gave himself for it. When you call Call on Jesus. The Bible would say you get Jehovah Jireh. My Bible says that Jesus shall supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. When you call on Jesus, you get Jehovah Shalom. For my Bible would say of Jesus, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Amen. He gives a peace that passes all understanding. When you call him Jesus, you get Jehovah Sabaoth which is the Lord of hosts. And my Bible says that one day in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, Jude says that Jesus is going to come back with ten thousands of his saints. He's coming with an army. Call him Jesus. What does that mean to you? When you call on Jesus, when you made it up in your mind, he's my Savior. 
Doesn't matter what you're facing. He's got the answer for every problem. I'm broke right now. Call him Jesus. And guess what Jehovah Jireh says? Emmanuel. And there's an action that happens. The God of the Old Testament revealed in the name Jesus Christ shows up. And when you are sick in your body, you don't know what to do. You begin to call on the name of Jesus. And Jehovah Rapha, amen, Emmanuel happens. And by his stripes, you are healed. When you don't know what's going on, amen, and you need peace, amen, you call on the name of Jesus. And Jehovah Shalom, Emmanuel happens. And God comes with you. And he gives you a peace that passes all of your understanding. But first... You must make it up in your mind. I'm going to see him as Jesus. I'm going to see him as my Savior. And any situation that I go through, I'm not going to friends. I'm not going to family. I'm not going to my job. I'm not going to try to work it all away and think it all away. I'm going to go take it straight to Jesus and say, God, I don't know what to do with this. But I know that when I call on the name of Jesus, amen, everything I have need of, you supply it. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray here today. Come on, I'm, I'm, done. I'm done preaching. Today, somebody needs to make it up in their mind. I've made other things my peace. I've made other things my healing. I've made other things my Lord and my God. I've made other things my Savior. But when I call him Jesus, I am making a declaration, God, that in every season and in every area of my life, I'm going to have him be Jesus. I'm going to let him be the Savior. I'm going to call on him. And Emmanuel, God with us, is going to happen. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray? Maybe you're visiting with us today and you said, man, I have made everything else my Savior. I've tried to drink my sorrows away. I've tried to drug my sorrows away. Maybe it's just relationship to relationship and you've called those relationships Jesus. Today, God wants to bring you to this altar whether for the first time or the second time or the tenth time. Amen. You can come to this altar and say, God, I'm rededicating. Amen. That today, amen, I'm going to make sure that I call you Jesus. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, maybe you don't know where you're going. Call on Jesus, and the Lord will be your shepherd, and he will guide you, and he will help you, and he will lead you. When you call on Jesus, and when you made it up in your mind, he's my Savior, he fixes things. Come on, let's sing this. Somebody pray right now. When you call on Jesus, you're doing a lot more than just speaking a name. You're invoking Emmanuel. Savior of your family. You did it. 
Come on, right now, somebody needs to call him Jesus. It does, it does not matter how many mistakes you made. He has come to seek and save that which was lost. He came to save you, not hurt you. Save you, not judge you. He came to save you. Come on. Reach out to him. He's reaching out for you. Somebody pray right now. There are people making declarations. I'm going to make him Savior in my life. When you get Savior, you get healing. When you get Savior, you get Master. When you get Savior, you get it all. a declaration you're Jesus you're the Savior nothing else when you call him Jesus when you call him Savior you get everything else
me help somebody. The wrong view of God causes you to be an Adam. I hid myself because I was afraid. But get the revelation here today. Call him Jesus. He said, Adam, I'm looking for you. So you can hurt me? So you can judge me? No, Adam. Call me Jesus. He said, I've got a sacrifice of blood and mercy for you. Adam, I'm looking for you because I've come to save you. And when people call him Jesus, what they're really doing is they're saying, okay, God, I'm not afraid anymore. The moment he understood what God was really about to do, the moment he realized that he was coming, even if I could put it in these terms, uh, he was coming as Jesus, even to Adam for his sin, uh, and he was saying, I'm here to be your salvation. All of a sudden, Adam came out from where he was hiding and said, wait, wait, you mean to tell me there's salvation after my mistakes? You mean to tell me that, that after I've failed, you still love me? Amen. What he was saying is, is, Adam, you've got a limited view of who I am, but when you call me Jesus, you get everything. You get my forgiveness. You get my redemption. You get my righteousness. You get my holiness. It all comes when you call him Jesus. One more time. Lift up your hands.